Welcome to the Sunday morning service at Bible Baptist Church in Hampton, Georgia, where the Bible is opened and explained. Christians are encouraged and Christ is lifted up. Thank you for joining us and may your hearts be blessed as God's word is taught. And now, enjoy this message from Pastor Lord. Thank you, man. This has been wonderful, hasn't it? Enjoyed the music and the testimonies. It's a special Sunday in many regards. We're thankful for everyone who's part, uh, participated, and we'll spend a few minutes as we wrap things up in the Word of God, as it should be. Take your Bibles, please, Second Kings chapter number 12. Uh, as I was having my own personal devotions, I stumbled across, uh, by God's direction, I'm sure, a very proficient teacher in the Old Testament, the pages of the Old Testament, the portrait of a great teacher is found for us. In 2 Kings 11 and 12, I want you to turn your attention to one verse there found in uh, 2 Kings chapter 12 and verse 2. Joash, or Jehoash, he goes by both names, king of Judah, did that was right in the sight of the Lord all his days. And then I, I, the Lord just grabbed my attention with the next phrase, when Jehoiada the priest instructed him. In other words, this king did great so long as he was attended by a great teacher. And I'm thankful for the influence that this religious Bible teacher had on the life of King Joash. We'll look at him for a few minutes this morning. Father, I pray you'll direct our thoughts. Thank you for our school, the long history it has of directing folks. Thank you that every teacher, no matter what their subject, is committed to teaching Christ. And without apology... And without reservation, we're grateful for the freedoms we have at this place to surround our students with great teachers who exemplify Christ. And I am so thankful for the product we're seeing and the wonderful music we heard and testimonies, and we're grateful for this place. And I pray that you would preserve it for your own dear namesake. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I love students. I love coming to a place where every morning when I come in during the school year, there's the exuberance and the excitement of education going on all around me where Christ is the focus. And I love children. I just really do. After the sermon last Sunday, one of the students told me that goes to the Christian school, sorry preacher, sorry that I fell asleep during your message. She says, it was good, though. At least I didn't have to hear you yelling at us. <laughs> Thank you for your honesty, young lady. I appreciate that. Uh, we just uh, love our teachers for, and you know if you've done any teaching, that it is a, a little bit, uh, it, it requires great patience, and some days get a little bit long, but I appreciate the honesty of kids. Kids are great, and uh, we love teaching them around here. One K student, not here, but came home after the first day of school, and his mother asked him, I hope you didn't cry on your first day. And he said, Mom, I sure didn't, but the teacher, she sure did. <laughs> One second grader was met at the classroom by her teacher, and her teacher was trying to teach her some manners, and asked her politely, so how do you do today, Miss Jenny? Quite well, thank you, Mrs. Smith. And after a long pause, the teacher said, now, why don't you ask me how I'm doing? The little teacher said, a little uh, student said calmly, she said, because I'm just not that interested. <laughs> <laughs> kids can be honest and kids can be trying of our patience. My wife is on her, or she's there now, Salt Lake City, Utah, where 
our grandkids moved with their parents, and so she's enjoying a great time. But I know something, those little two boys, after three or four days, will wear her out. <laughs> any, any grandparents know about that? Um, I was reminded of a grandmother was so excited when she heard that her grandson was coming over to her house for the whole summer. So blessed she was and so thankful she was that she put an extra $10 in the offering plate, knowing that her grandson was going to spend the whole summer with her. And at the end of the summer, she put $100 in the offering plate when he went home. <laughs> Our teachers spend seven to eight hours a day, depending, uh, with those little ones. And we, they need our prayers and appreciation for all they do. I don't know if you know how much a good teacher is worth, but they far exceed what we pay them here. And uh, I don't always do this, but I thought this was a good year when finances were a little bit lean to just encourage you um, to give a little bit more so that our teachers could enjoy at least... I know they're not leaning on this and this alone for their Christmas finances, but just to say thank you. So between now and December 16th, if this surprised you a little bit, I want you to express your love to our school teachers and all to give them, all, all of us to give them a little bit of something to bless them on their way this Christmas. The poet John Whittier said this, Somehow, not only for Christmas, but all the year through, the joy that you give to others is the joy that comes back to you. And the more that you spend in blessing the poor, the needy, the sad, the more of your heart's possession return to make you glad. Luke 6.38 says it this way, Give and it shall be given unto you, pressed down, shaken together, running over. It shall return unto you. And I'm so thankful, aren't you, for the blessing that our teachers are and the school is to our ministry. The portrait in 2 Kings chapter 12 of a great, great teacher. Well, we read the verse for us here in chapter 12. I caught that little phrase at the end of verse 2. Uh, this little king, or this king who... Uh, actually ministered for 40 years in Judah, did right in the sight of the Lord all of his days. And then there's this little phrase that caught my attention, wherein Jehoiada the priest instructed or taught him. Now after the priest died, after 130 years, uh, jo Joash, as we'll call him today, didn't do so well. Verse 3 reminds us that he didn't completely um, exercise authority over uh, the, the, the false prophets that were in the land and the high places in the land. So towards the end of his ministry, he kind of fell to pieces. But during the, the influence of this great teacher named Jehoiada, the priest, he did great. And I'm thankful for the example and influence that our teachers hold over our students. There's no time here this, uh, this morning to tell you the whole story of uh, this little prince by the name of Joash. But he was born into a very very dysfunctional, toxic family situation. His grandmother, Queen Athaliah, out of spite for the death of her own son, Ahaziah, decided that it was her opportunity 
to uh, instead of finding another king in the family line, he just, uh, she decided to go ahead and kill every male successor all the way down to the grandchildren. So she killed her own grandchildren in order that she might reign without rival. And so she did that, but the Lord providentially spared one little boy by the name of Joash. He was whisked away into hiding by Jehoiada and his wife. And there he was raised for six years in hiding in what was called the temple complex. And I wanted you to know that Jehoiada teaches us that great teachers provide students a sheltering place. Let's back out to 2 Kings chapter 11 and read the first four verses. When Athaliah, the mother of Ahaziah, saw that her son was dead, he only reigned a year and then was disposed of by Jehu. <laughs> she arose and destroyed all the royal seed, her own grandsons. But Jehoshaphat, the daughter of King Joram, sister of Ahaziah, this was an aunt and an uncle to Joash, took Joash, the son of Ahaziah, and stole him from among the king's sons that were executed or slain. And they hid him, even him and his nurse, in the bedchamber from Athaliah, so that he was not slain. And he was hid with her in the house of the Lord for six years. And Athaliah did, not, and Athaliah did reign over the land, the only female ruler in Judah in the history of the people of God. And so Jehoshaphat, and Jehoiada, a lot of J's here, raised Joash. Why, until he was seven, why not earlier, did they bring him out to four to bear, to rule? Someone said, because you cannot hide a, seventh, a seven-year-old very long. They did well for a while, but Athaliah apparently did not know that there was one that escaped her murderous intentions. He was raised by Uncle Jehoiada, and Aunt Jehoshaphat, he was seven, he came to rule. It was the seventh year of his little life, the life of Joash, that there was this big reveal. You see that. We'll not read all the text and the context here. And verses 4, all the way really through the end of chapter, or through verse 16 and beyond, we see that there's the big reveal as a, a uh, the, the, the high priest Jehoiada brings out this little boy, seven years of age, right? What is that, a second grader? And he puts upon him the royal garb and exposes him to the land of Judah. And there's all this fanfare, the trumpets blow, and he's taken away from hiding. And, and Athaliah, of course, uh, cries out, treason, treason. She didn't know that she hadn't completely cleared all successors and killed them all. And She's shocked by this. The story goes that he is then brought to power. Queen Athaliah is deposed and dramatically taken care of. She's, she dies almost like her own mother dies or died. You remember the story of Jezebel? That's her mother. And Athaliah is trampled to death under the horses and put to death and executed. And, priest, uh, and the priest, Jehoiada, and his aunt, preserved him or sheltered him, surrounding him in those formative years with godly teaching. And oh, it blesses my heart to walk down our elementary hallway and hear our godly teachers sheltering 
and surrounding and preserving and protecting our little ones when their hearts are so open to knowledge with godly principles and truth. It's just a blessing. This is a place where a good instruction goes on, and he's a great instructor. Chapter 12, again, he instructed this little one, protected. I love our school, first of all, because it is a sheltering place more and more. Dear ones, we see our students coming to us from troubled homes, and it's just the times we live in, and the teachers here are committed to giving each stability in a school where they have mentors and teachers and leaders who shelter them for at least six to eight hours a day with godly instruction and good example. Oh no, our teachers are not perfect, but they love God and they love our students and they want them early in life to be sheltered as Joash was with biblical instruction. And I'm so thankful. Secondly, I love our school because it's a place of purpose, a God-centered identity and purpose. Huh. You know, as I was, I hope you do this too, as you're going through your devotional time, you take a pen and you're always making notes and underlining and I hope you highlight. It's a great thing to do. And I had to pick up on this in 2 Kings chapter 11 and verse 15. And beyond Jehoiada the priest commanded the captains, the hundreds, the officers, the host, uh, have her forth. He, he deposed the queen in a dramatic fashion, got rid of Athaliah like her own mother Jezebel. And uh, they, they took care of her, took her out of the picture. And then verse 17 struck my attention, and Jehoiada made a covenant. This is the caretaker, the instructor, the teacher, if you will, the Bible teacher for little Joash. Made a covenant between the Lord and the seven-year-old king, and the people, that they should, what does your Bible say? That they should be, what? The Lord's people. That's worth underlining. Because they were the Lord's people. They were the chosen ones. Given the, really the calling by God of all the nations in the world to reveal the glory of God and declare his worth among the nations and be the very, the very template, the, the temple, the worship system, the feast days, the temple of God meeting with man. They were to exude godliness because they were God's people. But Athaliah had so secularized the country, she had really... Uh, destroyed the temple, so to speak. It has come to a place of dilapidation where she instead, in its place, raised up an altar to, or a temple to Baal and all the shrines and the false seductive worship form. Was, that was her, her mother and, and her own purpose and design. And so God was nearly forgotten about. But there is a godly teacher in the land by the name of Jehoiada who loves God, who hasn't given up. I love that our school's a place of identity and purpose. We want our students to know from the very get-go that they are God's people. God has called them and purposed them with a high and lofty calling. So the teacher-priest makes a public covenant with the people in verse 17 of chapter 11. And he says, I want everybody to know. I want to be very clear about this. We are the Lord's people. Don't you love that? Amen. 
It may have been forgotten about. We may have lost our purpose, but we need a revival of who we are. Our identity is that we are called by God, purposed by God. Maybe you received an email from me about the connection that our, our school has with the church. And I, I want us to know that this little boy was the very last surviving male child of whose line? King David. He was the last one. So if I were to ask you this morning, why was it so important uh, that this king be saved? Look at verse 12. They brought a, the king's son out, put a crown on gave gave him the testament of the law, and made him a king. He's seven, anointed him, and they clapped their hands. So there it is. It's okay to clap your hands in church. They clapped their hands and said, God, save the king. That's where we get this line from. Why was it so crucial that this little boy be preserved? God made a promise, right? Covenant with David, that of your line there will always be a king from you. And so this boy in hiding was the last male child surviving from the Davidic line in Judah. And if you were to say, well, it's so important then that God preserved him, and, and well, that's you get half credit. Because Jehoiada the priest was not just concerned that we preserve this boy, that God save this king, so that one day the Messiah will come through his line and prophecy fulfilled and God proved to be true. That's only part of the answer. The answer to this is that this teacher, this godly teacher, Jehoiada, wanted everybody to be very clear that this boy, under the instruction, at least while he is alive, this boy is going to tell us all, with my help, that we are the Lord's people. When we hire teachers here, I tell them, I don't care what you teach. Teach it well, whatever it is, but you make sure you teach Christ. Amen. And you let, don't let these students in a secular, with, that's what that word means, without God world, don't let them wander or drift around without knowing whose they are and for what purpose God has called them. They are the Lord's people, called by God to be ambassadors for Christ. Away, he said, with atheliasm. We are not just providing an educational escape alternative to the defunct state system that has set up altars to Darwin, to atheism, to globalism and humanism and pantheism. No, 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 no. We are the Lord's people. And here we're going to declare it openly, even at the cost of persecution, that God has called us to be a light and a salt in this world. We are God's people. I love that Jehoiada, this teacher, instructed his students and his people then, starting with Joash, that we are God's people. I love our school because without apology, as Tricia mentioned, she had to kind of inject or sneak it in when she was in the school, state school system. Here and there, by permission, or only if they asked. No, no, here I encourage our teachers. In fact, we ask that our teachers be very forthright about their love for God. Everywhere, infuse it. Sports, music, everything. Let them know you're gods. 
about gods, but you are belonging to God. And that, in fact, uh, you are here to profess the great name of Christ. Athaliah, as I mentioned, was the daughter of the Phoenician a rebel queen by the name of Jezebel. You remember her. And when she came to power, and the reason this Athaliah came to power is because she was really given away an arranged marriage to the king of Judah. And like mother, like daughter, she spread this evil, uh, evil, false religion all over the place, Baal worship. And now her daughter, and of course, Athaliah infected the land of Judah to the extent with the same form of idolatry she dismantled the temple allowed it to go to ruin and replaced it, as I mentioned, with her own form of idolatry. And then she uh, saw to it that uh, her own uh, husband was deposed and killed. Her six brothers were put to death, and then she murdered all her grandsons because she was power hungry and she wanted to keep pushing her agenda. Can I use that phrase? Keep pushing her agenda of godlessness. And that is the world in which our students are, are, are living. There is a godless agenda, isn't there? And so here's why I'm excited about Bible Baptist Christian School. It's just a little, a little point, a little school, really, relatively. But I, I want you to know, as long as I'm a pastor here, I want us to keep pointing our students to the fact that they are the light of the world. The only hope there is, is the gospel. And so... Our teachers are encouraged to let them know that in the face of this growing, oncoming train of secularism and godlessness and all that junk that goes with it, the hope, the hope of the world isn't necessarily coming from Washington. Have you noticed that? And Joash was only seven. It was really the impetus of a godly teacher that said, we've got to stop this, and it starts early by instructing. I have noticed that both of those in our state running for senator have ex-wives that are crying bitter tears. And I want you to just let you know this. When your wife can't vote for you, perhaps you ought not run for office. That was for free. It's free. Joash, stolen away, hidden for six years, raised by these two godly folks, instructed young to make a difference, and then under the tutelage of this great teacher does great things. There's Early on in his ministry as a king, great reforms take place. Worship is, things change, and I'm thankful for teachers like that. And I I appreciate the fact that uh, we have teachers like that here. I hope you support them, encourage them. There is a third and final thought as we close today, and that is that uh, I, I love our teachers because, like Jehoiada, there's a sense in which there's an inspiration to bravery. You see, uh, as you read the text with me in chapter 11 and verse 18, and all the people of the land... After this covenant is made, all the people of the land went into the house of Baal and broke it down, his altars, his images, they break in pieces thoroughly and slew <clears throat> Matan, the priest of Baal, before the altars. And the priest appointed officers over the house of the Lord. And then he goes and organizes again uh, the great um, defense system 
and the house of the Lord is reestablished, worship is reestablished under this great godly teacher, Jehoiada. And I'm thankful for the conviction to lead, the inspiration to be brave. We need students, amen. They're not just bookworms. Understand the principles about, uh, about how a godly life ought to look. Uh, a God-centered philosophy is never enough, and I'm thankful that there's living examples in the Bible class. One of the students said that, appreciated Pastor Starr's example. Other teachers provide that for us. Here's what, a, here's what a godly person not only teaches and believes, but here's what a godly person does. We need that kind of inspirational leadership today, don't we? And all the people of the land then just say, amen, hallelujah, blow the trumpets, great fanfare, we've got a new king. No, they went to work beginning to clear the temple of false prophets and false idols, icons to Baal, and all the people of the land went into the house of Baal and they break it down and they break in pieces thoroughly. And they restored biblical, biblical worship. Courage to do what we ought to do. I, I know that not all of our graduates from our school go on to do great things for God. We know that because even Joash himself, under this great godly teacher, eventually at the end of his life failed, and so many kings did. But while this teacher was alive, somebody asked me, Pastor, how long will... Bible Baptist Christian schools survive. There's so many competitors around, so many quote-unquote Christian schools around. I like to smile and say, as long as we have godly teachers like Jehoiada, I believe the light will shine brightly. And I don't care if it's seven students <laughs> who are surrounded by godly teachers. God never is looking for... He's always in the minority, isn't he? God is always doing great things with small groups of people. Something about God, he loves to do great things so that he gets the credit. I don't know what God will do with our school in the years ahead, but we're thankful, we're excited about the indicators. Our little elementary classes are filling up. And although it's been a couple tough years through COVID, we're thankful for what God is doing. I believe the future is bright. As someone said, as the promises of God, we're thankful uh, for what God is doing here. Someone has asked me, Pastor, aren't we being a little bit too conservative here? Don't we need to loosen up, let our hair down, kind of cash out is what we say uh, here a lot. Less chapels, less Bibles, more fun, these kinds of things. And I just say this, we are called to reflect the glorious holiness, uniqueness of a great God. And let's do it in a way that would honor him. And uh, let the chips fall where they may, right? And I'm thankful for what God is doing here. We have a wonderful teaching staff and great students. The spirit this year is as good as it's ever been since I've been here. And I am so thankful for teachers like we have that have courage to inspire students, instruct students uh, with the right identity. We are God's, we're the Lord's people. And I want us as a church, to support this wonderful discipline arm, discipleship arm of our church. And uh, we love our teachers. Teachers, I want you to know that. Can never pay you enough, but we love you. And one day, right? 
One day you'll get the rewards that are coming to you. And what a day that will be. These little ones who look up to you as their picture of Christ, just like Jehoiada, a portrait of Christ, of God. Father, thank you for uh, the school we have, the instruction that goes on. It is long, and some days are trying. Students can be trying. And yet we know there's great, great uh, rewards for this kind of faithfulness and righteousness. We thank you for our teachers and the students that they teach. I pray you'll give them special grace and patience, wisdom, energy that's from on high. And as a church, Lord, I pray that we would certainly pray for, support, encourage these dear ones uh, as they teach these little ones to walk in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for joining us today. Please tune in each week for new messages from Bible Baptist Church in Hampton, Georgia. Until next time, may the Lord bless you and keep you and make his face to shine upon you.